This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. And they're covering it. Some aren't covering all of it, but but we're going to cover it right now. So Trump's been indicted. Um, his poll numbers are going up. So primary voters like him. It, it, if he wins the primary, do you think he can win the general? And is it good for the Republican Party if, if Donald Trump is the nominee? Look, and then I want to get to Biden can, and, and can, his malarkey defense and all that can stuff. Trump, can Trump beat Biden? Yeah, he can beat Biden. You, is that a good thing for the Republican Party if Donald Trump is the... The, is the Republicans the, get to select their nominee. I think if you want to go sheer policy to policy, it's not good for Republicans. It's good for America. Trump's policies are better, straightforward than Biden. It makes policy. it complicated if, if he's got all these trials and, and, and all this stuff overhanging. It the, makes it complicated. It also helps him when... But do you think he could win an election? Could he win an election? And, can he win that election? Yeah, he can. You think he can? The question is, is he the strongest to win the election? I don't know that answer, but can somebody, can anybody beat Biden? Yeah, anybody can beat Biden. Can Biden beat other people? Yes, Biden can beat him. It's on any given but, day. Of course, one thing, you know, we're talking about the primary, the pull that he has on your party. That was on full display this week when House Speaker Kevin McCarthy did an interview where he questioned Trump's strength as a candidate, saying, you know, is he the best candidate? I'm not so sure. He quickly backtracked on that. What does that say to you about how dependent Kevin McCarthy is on a Donald Trump? Well, I think that Kevin's in a particularly difficult position, right? Because he needs to count to 218 every day, every day, given the rules that he's operating under. So it's not an excuse for Kevin, but it's an explanation as to what he's up to. He's trying to get things done in the House of Representatives. He's managing a very difficult caucus and a very slim majority. Um, uh, and so I think that's why he, my, my guess is, that's why he did what he did. Um, but I think his first statement is what he really believes, which is that he doesn't think Donald Trump is the strongest candidate to be president. All right, this is coming into CNN. The House Speaker Kevin McCarthy called Donald Trump on Tuesday and apologized after he questioned whether Trump is the strongest candidate in the Republican race for president. Here were those original comments on CNBC yesterday. Could he win an election? And, can he and win get, that election? Yeah, he can. You think he can? You, the, the question is, is he the strongest to win the election? I don't know that answer. He doesn't know. But he apologized for saying it. CNN congressional correspondent Lauren Fox is here with more on this. What more are you learning? This is uh, an interesting about face. He didn't really say anything, but he said, I don't know. And I guess that upset Donald Trump. Yeah, a day of cleanup yesterday for House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. He held a call, called the former president yesterday to apologize, according to new reporting from our colleagues Melanie Zanona and Kristen Holmes, where he both apologized, he told the former president that he misspoke, and, of course, he blamed reporters for taking the comments out of context, according to McCarthy. But that wasn't where it ended, Sarah. He also had an exclusive interview with Breitbart News, a right-leaning 
right-leaning news agency to try to talk more about why he believed Donald Trump was the strongest candidate to beat Joe Biden. Later, his campaign sent out a fundraising email saying that Donald Trump was stronger than ever. This just goes to show you that Kevin McCarthy knows that his right flank is so important for him to hold on to his speakership. He cannot anger people in his conference who are getting behind the former president, who are fervently behind him at all times, no matter what that means in terms of defending Donald Trump. And that is why Kevin McCarthy went out of his way yesterday to go ahead and apologize to the former president, and then in subsequent interviews make it clear that he does believe Donald Trump could be a strong contender to beat Joe Biden in the 2024 presidential election. Sarah? Ah, politics always perilous. Lauren Fox, thank you so much for that reporting. John? About Trump and who the president, who the Republican should run. Yeah, so I, I don't have that job anymore. So I'm very clear with, look, it's a disaster if we nominate Trump. You know, I think that I've been saying this for a long time. But Liz is right, which is he could win. I think we lose with him. I think we're much more likely to lose. We haven't won anything with him since he first won in 16. We lost the House in 18, the presidency in 20. The, the Senate in 20, and we could have won the Senate in 2022, but for him. Are you going to endorse, is Rupert going to tell you who to endorse? <laughs> no, I'm going to endorse whoever I want, but right <laughs> you're now. On the, you're on the board of Fox, that's why I, I said it. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It, it's a joke. I'm for anybody not named Trump right now. Anybody, anybody not named Trump? Anybody not named Trump. RFK? Anybody not named Kennedy? A Republican not named Trump. <laughs> okay. I'm for any Republican not named Trump, because I think we beat Biden for sure if we nominate a Republican not named the, Trump. Any idea who you think could get the, I mean, I everybody's down by 40 Look, points. <clears throat> we're going to find out. Look, Donald Trump and Joe Biden have a symbiotic relationship with each other. They make the best case for each other's candidacies, and it's a total disaster for our country. In a country of 350 million people, you think That's we the best. Get somebody do you, else. Do you think you win if you nominate somebody not named Trump? I do. Because you make everybody who was supporting Trump very mad. Yeah, so, like, I'm an ever-again Trumper, so obviously that the 33% Trump base doesn't like a person like me because I'm very clear I don't think he's fit and I don't think he can win. Uh, Liz is right, he could, and that's dangerous. I mean, get, you think he could even populate a cabinet? I could get through the Senate? I mean, I, it could be a total disaster. But I believe strongly, if we nominate a Republican, nominate Donald Trump, we win this White House. I, I really believe that. And so all we got to do is do that. And I think voters are going to realize his baggage is so big, we're not going to win with him, and there are all these other Republicans that, they, that they're fine with that could win. So I think there's plenty of Republicans that can traffic with MAGA, and win the suburban vote well, we'll in the White House. Did, did you did you watch Succession? Have you seen it? I did watch Succession. <laughs> so that guy was picking president. So it wasn't crazy it for me. Like, wasn't crazy for me reality. to ask you that. That's, wasn't crazy for me to ask you that. That's not real. Thank you, Paul. You Good better. Mr. Smith, so I'm sorry. Thursday, 29 June, Year of Our Lord, 2021. Um, that what you saw over the last couple of days has driven. In this audience has driven all this activity. We're going to get into all this. All this activity. Comer's everywhere. They're up in New York. Remember, the reason they're up in New York and in studio in Fox is because they're up there talking to the Wall Street donors. Okay? They got Jordan up there. They got Comer up there. They got McCarthy. And, they're, and, they're, and of course, McCarthy did go out to Ohio, but they were up there to shake down donors. And the reason they're all over, and now they're going to get so aggressive. You know, Comer's up there. He's he's giving interviews to Katz Matidis. He's giving interviews to Sean Hannity. He's going in studio with Sean Hannity in a live audience. And, man, they're going to be demanding SARS reports. They're going to do this. It's because of you. Uh, this audience had a belly full of it. We've called these guys out. It's all been performative. It's all been just a cluster. 
right? They don't have the right staff. They haven't staffed up. They don't have any killers. They haven't reached for the outside. Garrett Ziegler hasn't been brought in. They, they are not talking to the outside people that have years done the work that needs to be done. And now they're scrambling because they understand we've called their bluff because McCarthy said the quiet part out loud. And look at Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan still hasn't been terminated by the board at Fox. He said it's dangerous if Donald Trump is reelected. It's dangerous. If Trump's reelected, that's dangerous. What do you think they're talking at the board meetings up there on uh, on the stupid hour TV, Fox News? Now it's the dangerous stupid. It's TV. It's dangerous TV for stupid people. Of course, you got the same old never Trumpers are all up They're in a They're in a firefight with uh, with Pasobic, who's who's laying down wood with them. Mike Davis, all of the good guys versus all the controlled opposition. That's what it is. It's controlled opposition where tomorrow is the last day of the first half of twenty twenty three. Tomorrow's the last day of the first half. And please tell me what's been accomplished besides giving Biden everything to just go spend this country into oblivion. Right. And now we know the lies of the appropriations process is going to be a CR in September. They're going to be a, an omnibus in uh, in January. It's, it's all a lie, all performance. And the committees are a joke. What has Jim Jordan accomplished in six months? What has Comer accomplished? He sent. Nancy Mason, tonight, last night on Handy, we're going to demand, I'm going to demand from Janet Yellen the SARS reports. They're doing that because McCarthy got outed. McCarthy says, hey, we got to pick it up. We got to pick it up because now Trump's upset. War Room's upset. They're all over us, right, like hornets. You got to pick it up. Go on Hannity and tell Hannity, you know, something. Tell Hannity we're going to demand Yellen turn over the SARS reports. You haven't subpoenaed the phone number. Hell, John Solomon was talking about years ago. He called it up and, and Biden picked the phone up. Taking an order from the CCP. Let me write that down, boss. I got that, boss. Let me write that down. We're in a crisis right now. And the only way that they respond, the controlled opposition, is you've got to be on them every second of every day. They're totally and completely worthless. The only reason you've seen this activity is because of this show and this audience and Posobiec and Charlie Kirk and others like it. Putting the whip hand on them. And saying no, just like you're coming down the stretch into the derby, bang, you got to get on it. Just like a jockey. Because on their own, they're just going to kind of flap around and have a hearing and have things. And then this morning on, on, uh, on the Fox and Friends, you know, Ducey's actually bracing him up. Well, tell me what you got. What does that mean? What do you really have? Jack Posobiec, you're making a case. You and Mike Davis making a case. And now you got Andy McCarthy writing. 9,000 words rebuttal and still not quite getting to the point. You know, Andy, I don't know why Andy's is so, and he's always been kind of off on this thing of just, they, they, some reason the National Review guys still don't understand this is the 21st century, where the country is. It's still, they want to call Bill Buckley and get the, you know, the little bow ties and the, and the khaki pants and the little blazers and running around their bow ties, right, uh, at, the, you know, the Skull and Bones Club. And they're all part of the whiffin' poofs, right? They're, they're all in the Coral Society up there at Yale. That day's gone, baby. Irrelevant. This is why the Keebler elves, all the Keebler, we're going to get to it. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had a, had a uh, town hall on News Nation. I want to give News Nation a, a, a tat tip. Elizabeth Vargas, who used to be the mainstream media, Elizabeth Vargas conducted the best town hall there's been. And you see, compare her to Caitlin Collins being all over Trump every 30 seconds. <laughs> compare Vargas asking tough questions, tough follow-up, managing the process, and Kennedy, to me, shine last night. It's not just me. Charlie Kirk's got it up, everybody. 
And, and Kennedy, Kennedy talked about issues that are meaningful. And today's got an amazing thing up on MK Ultra, another meaningful topic of the, about the deep state, where the Keebler elves continue to talk about things that are ir- irrelevant. Jack Posobiec, tell me about what McCarthy, you, he, he does a 9,000 page, he, can, he says you're an internet meme, a troll, or, or what's going on over there with the National Review on yourself, sir? Well, Steve, uh, for folks who saw the show that we did last night, you and myself, we we discussed this back and forth that's gone on between me and Andy McCarthy. Now, at that time, it had only been sort of the the National Review uh, mantle head, the masthead there, all of those guys responding to me. And then suddenly at about 10 p.m. last night, we get dropped this this article Responding to a Crank by Andy McCarthy. And in it, he goes in throughout the entire thing, rehashing all of this, because he's got an issue on his hands, and that's why he's got to respond. Because we, again, all we did was pull up his own articles from 2012, arguing that Barack Obama did not have to follow a formal declassification process when he authorized the leak to media. This is what General Cartwright eventually was caught up in. Obama had to pardon him because he was charged for perjury in the Stuxnet releases. And he argued at that time that the president has plenary authority over classified information. So put the article up and I said, Andy, why, why did you change your tune? Why did... What, why did you say this for Obama? Why are you saying something different for Trump? He responds, Steve, I'm telling you, this thing had to be 5,000 words. And in it, he's making all <laughs> sorts of statements and claims that I never even said. He's saying, well, I get that Posobiec <laughs> says that Trump still has presidential authorities. I never said that. I never even made that argument. All I said was that we've got photos and we can see the videos that the boxes are being moved on January 14th of 2021. And if they're moved at 14th to 2021, then that means whatever designation was made regarding these records was made prior to January 14th, which was well within the time frame that he had presidential plenary authority over these records. Then we go in to the presidential records. I'll tell you what, hold Jack, 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 hang one second, because I got to get into this. In particular, I love the title, Responding to a Crank. He tells RV, these podcasters, right? Oh, they're upset over there. The whiffing poofs are upset over at National Review. Hey, guys, just like in 16, hold our beers. We'll take care of this. Hold our beers. Short break. Back in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. They have all opportunity. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings. Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know 
what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. By the way, for Carly Bonet and, and, and the great team over at the Midnight Rider channel, of course, everybody's in all the different live chats, whether you're on RAVs, Rumbles, and we love <laughs> we got a half a dozen of them. Get her, all of it. Um, yes, Tanya Tate took control yesterday. You could see, she, you know, her, the, the two little boys are always, you know, just dressed like gentlemen all the time, tremendous manners. Tanya Tate's on the, on the uh, program. You could tell. Her assignment today was to make sure Jack was uh, that Jack came out and was appropriately attired for for the work ahead. So I want to thank Tanya. Jack, I don't worry, Steve. I'll get her to work on you next. I want to thank Tanya for a t- for a collared shirt. For a collared. she's gonna have a work cut I, out I for her like when I she said, comes over there. <laughs> it's a simple outfit. It's a uniform every day. Okay, why are this? I understand. Why are why are why are they so upset and, and, and maniacally focused on Jack Posobiec? What is that about? And Andy McCarthy's a busy guy. I mean, he put the terrorists away in the back in the nineties. The blind shake, right? Uh, why is he so obsessed? And why are they so obsessed on on Trump is wrong and Trump's got to go to prison and Trump's a bad guy? You know, it's the Chris Christie school of thought. Why, why is that, Jack? Well, Steve, I mean, I, I appreciate, obviously, uh, Andy's efforts with the blind shake, but I worry that at this point he might be slipping into one-hit wonder status from all the way back of the 1990s. Andy, that's the 1990s. Those are golden oldies these days, buddy. Um, and, and, and the problem is here that, and Julie Kelly pointed this out last night as well, looking at this thing, saying, look, these are the same guys at National Review that whenever they come after Trump, when it was the Zelensky call, when it was Russia collusion, when it was any of the issues that come up with Trump, when it was the Hunter laptop, what do they do? The very first thing, these are the guys who come out and say, no, 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 we have to go with the DOJ when it was January 6th. And Julie Kelly was pointing out that this guy's January 6th columns were a mess and have been a mess since the beginning of his analysis. And this thing is riddled with errors, Steve. He talks, by the way, about the Iran memo as if it's part of the indictment. The Iran memo we already know from Catherine Herridge has nothing to do with the indictment. And Jack Smith added that because he thought it would look good at the front of the indictment, which obviously I imagine the judges are going to have an issue with, because why are you including information that has nothing to do with the underlying charge documents? Then we've got this. This is the best part, because you've got all the anons. All the little Pepe's on Twitter are going at it because it turns out, Steve, some of the Pepe's have gone to law school. So now we've got weaponized lawtism on our side. And what are they finding out here? They say, well, this is interesting. They said that that Jack uh, and the Presidential Records Act, and this is a response basically to Davis, because, of course, look, you know, I'm, I'm getting my legal analysis from Mike Davis like everybody else. They're saying, wait a minute. There was no written declassification order, even though the Presidential Records Act requires an action to be documented. Steve, they went into Section 2203 Alpha, and guess what? 
it requires no such thing. And they're saying if details matter, exactly. National Review would never have allowed Andy McCarthy to publish this greed against Jack Posobiec with such a blatant falsehood. It says no such thing. After acknowledging a president's plenary power to declassify, Andy McCarthy goes on to assert that a civil statute for paperwork management is what now controls how a president can effectuate the use of the power. Jack Posobiec was right to put him on blast. And keep in mind, Steve, these are constitutional powers that are given to the president at a plenary level. This is not some, you know, some sideway thing that we would give to just any. This isn't some member of government. This isn't a member of the chain of command. The commander in chief is the chain of of command. The commander in chief is classification. That information is his information. If we're talking about retention, by the way, obviously, look, the Espionage Act was written in World War I. It was written before we had this little thing called computers. Anything the president have, obviously, is is a copy. But Steve, beyond all that, uh, he then goes on in the piece to accuse me of not citing him, which I'm going back and saying, wait a minute, I pulled up all your documents. I pulled up the receipts. What do you... Don't ever accuse Jack Posobiec of not having the receipts. And I posted, fact-checked, time-stamped everything when I had the receipts. He comes back to me on Twitter last night. He goes, oh, well, you know, I'm a little behind. I've been on vacation for two days, so I must have missed what you said in your segment. (laughs) I'm sitting there going, you had time to write 5,000 words about me, but you didn't have time to watch one segment of the show. He's, he's been in a cave because he's got like 40 references in the 5,000. It's not just 5,000 words. He's got references. That's all he's done for two days. Oh, yeah, I, I missed this part of it. Um, Jack, I want to tie that to McCarthy because this is the, the NRO is the National uh, Review is kind of the McCarthy. It's the old Republican Party that's kind of irrelevant. But talk to me about all this activity. We know we got Comer's. On the Katzmatidi show, he's in Hannity in studio last night. All of a sudden, activity. They got McCarthy and Jordan out in Ohio where McCarthy's trying to give support to Mike Turner because they're trying to cover up the Sequoia thing. They understand his constituents are all over him because they want to get him primary because they're burying the Sequoia. The, the Wall Street Journal's got it on page one. They're trying to bury it because they took money look, from Sequoia. Um, but all this activity is spinning a wheel. So this is all because this audience, the Real America's Voice, Charlie Kirk, your show, has got his lit these guys up and showed what phonies they are, sir. But Steve, there's there's another piece to it as well, in addition to everything that you just delineated. And it's simple as this, is that Donald Trump's poll numbers were supposed to crater after these indictments. He was supposed to go down in yes. the polls. He was supposed to be uh, persona non grata, that the party was going to push him out. We were going to move on. And of course, they were, and then they were going to put up a candidate to say, well, you know, we're going to find someone who's Trumpism without Trump. We're going to find some governor. Uh, first, they took a look at DeSantis. Now, if you notice, Fox has started to push Youngkin. They're starting to move over to him now saying, yeah, you know, he's term limited. He's the only one term governor in Virginia. That's the way they do things. Maybe maybe we took a look at take a look at Yunkin now. He's got all the money, the Carlisle group, et cetera, et cetera. So the plan was for these indictments to destroy Trump's chances with the Republican base. And unfortunately, for everyone on the NRO side and Con Inc. and the establishment, it's been the exact opposite. Not only is it galvanizing Trump support within the primary, but go look, Quinnipiac just put out in my home state of Pennsylvania, Quinnipiac, by the way, not exactly a pro-Trump poll. This isn't Rasmussen. They say Trump's now beating Biden in the state of Pennsylvania. Why is this 
it's clear because people can see this is a political prosecution. That's why in some of these cases, when you got thousands and thousands of words written trying to explain away uh, a paperwork dispute, a document dispute over documents that in some cases they weren't even able to find, like the supposed Iran memo. Steve, Trump was supposed to fail. DeSantis was supposed to be the one that stepped up, that everybody ran to. It was going to be a bait-and-switch situation. They said, we're going to replace Trump, and then we're going to reinstall somebody that we've got our hooks into. And the exact opposite has happened. The War Room posse held strong. The grassroots of MAGA held strong. They saw through everything that was going on. And the only thing that's happening is the same thing that happened in 2015, 2016, just on a much much greater scale, where more and more people can see that if Donald J. Trump is the one man that all of these agencies, that all of these actors, it got Paul Ryan. It's so bad they had to roll out Paul Ryan because they don't even know what to do anymore, Steve. A guy who's been so discredited. He even made, by the way, if you watch that interview again from CNBC, Paul Ryan even points out that he knows that him going out being an anti-Trump voice isn't exactly going to be very helpful for the cause yeah. because he says, well, you know, the plan was for me to kind of you know, be in the background here and I wasn't going to be the one out here yeah, uh, he's hated. Uh, making the case. But it ain't yeah. it ain't going up according the, to plan because as the great Mike Tyson uh, uh, once the said, everybody's yeah. got a plan until you get punched in the face. Face. Um Real quick, a couple things. Uh, number one, the priest, uh, you know, the FBI and the DOJ, they're still rolling up priests at abortion centers. Mike Davis is going to be in here at 6 o'clock. By the way, breaking news, the Supreme Court uh, just uh, ruled that the affirmative action is unconstitutional. We're going to have Mike, uh, Mike Davis going to be on later this afternoon to be on there. Finally got something right. Uh, finally got something right. Uh, Jack, this whole thing, they're still, you know, they just sentenced a priest. Uh, to six months, I think, in prison. Uh, they're letting the, the radicals that are burning down these uh, the, the centers where we're trying to help women that are pregnant, uh, they're letting them go. Uh, they're still, they're, they're anti-Christian, anti-Catholic. Is there any doubt in your mind about this, this FBI in the DOJ? Steve, we already know this is the same FBI, the same DOJ that was going after Christians for meeting and being a little too devout. They were going after people for praying the rosary. They classified, this is the Atlantic Magazine and SPLC classified the rosary and praying the rosary as an extremist symbol. Uh, They're classifying devout Catholics as extremists and putting lists of churches up. And then, of course, uh, we can see, uh, as, as we saw in Los Angeles last week when I was out there with Bishop Strickland and John Yep and all the heroes standing up for the sisters in this country that they've become under attack now, right? The the sisters of perpetual insanity that they gave that deranged award to in Los Angeles, that was a direct attack on the nuns, all right? The Immaculate Heart of Mary nuns that that taught me when I was in school going through the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, the nuns that... Uh, that work their fingers to the bone, they're under attack. The priests are under attack. Yep. The, the, the laity is under attack. The pro-lifers are under attack. And if people don't understand that this is a coordinated campaign, the likes of which is going on, by the way, hand in glove, hand in glove with every revolutionary regime in the last 100 years, Steve, who is the first group that always gets targeted. It's always the church. It's always the believers. It's always the priests and the nuns, whether it's Russia, whether it's Spain, whether it's Poland, whether it's South America, it doesn't matter. It's always first. 
Jack, how do people get to you? Uh, the show, you follow Char- Charlie Kirk's Noon to Two here in REV. You come next. The show, your Twitter, all your social media, sir. Yeah, of course, you can follow us. We're going to be, uh, so of course, coming up, Human Events Live, Jack Posobiec, 2 p.m. Eastern, and then the podcast, The Rumble, if anyone misses the show. Of course, he, uh, Andy McCarthy had to be very snarky. Human Events, I didn't even know that was around anymore. Andy, get with the program, bro. Go with the audiences. Jack Posobiec, thank you. And thank Tanya Tay. Back in a moment. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. I'm Steve Stern, CEO of Flagshirt.com, a third generation veteran owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit Flagshirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Okay, uh, welcome back. We got, uh, we've got Steve Stern with us. Steve, you've got a special. Talk about the flag shirt. Where, how, where, where they go to see what they want, and then you've got a special deal that people can still get it before 4th of July, sir. So... We not only want people to get it today, we want them to wear it for July 4th and all through July, making it Flag Shirt Month. You can go to theflagshirt.com. I've been here since 5 o'clock this morning. We had a lot of people call last night. They don't have computers. We're going to answer all your calls. We're going to make sure it gets out. We're going to get you guys out first because I know you don't have computers, and you know we're going we're gonna to do everything we can. And the most important thing today is to thank all the people that have come in. We had 2,000 people come in yesterday and the day before. Every order was shipped. I've been, like I said, I've been here since 5 o'clock this morning, making sure everybody gets a handshake, make sure that they're working hard. Uh, Fourth of of July is important. It's a celebration of our independence. And you can go to parades, picnics, 
wear your flag shirt. I'm wearing our number one shirt. We have to thank everybody today. We got to thank my wife who lets me do this, my wingman, Brett Stern. We got to thank you, Steve, Cameron, who always answers my call, President Trump, who has helped us endorsing precinct strategy, Dan Schultz. We got to get everybody involved. It's great to sell flag shirts, and it's great to have all the people to let me know that I'm great, but you got to get involved. You know, the country's falling apart, and we have terrific people out there that have done a wonderful job. Michelle Swinnick, uh, Raj Dorizami, Jovan Pulitzer has helped us with Flag Day. It's up to close to a million people have watched it. Tyler Boyer, Charlie Kirk, wow. Anna Sixtro in South Carolina, Joe Citano, uh, Tina Salina in California got me 10,000 people, Joe Welch, 34 people, 3,400 people in Michigan. John Frederick's so, a great help. He's been helping us day and night. So go to theflagshirt.com. Get look, your shirt today. I'm waiting for the orders. We'll do it. Action, action, action. Thank you so uh, much, Steve. You're great. Steve, Steve, Stern's, Steve Stern's 82 years old. He's going to be in there today packing and shipping. Make sure you get it. And he made a great point. This whole month is going to be pride in country and pride in old glory. Not pride in that perversion. And degeneracy, pride in your country, and pride in old glory, pride in the American flag, and what it stands for. Steve Stern, thank you, thank you for doing this, and thank you for being on the show. Thank morning. you for having me. And I'm wearing my PC button. You can see it. Let's become a precinct committee man, a committee woman. Action, action, action! You got it. Sign up now. The most ambitious 82-year-old I know. Thank you very much, Steve. Amazing precinct strategy. Go to Dan Schultz's site. Check out the book. Do that for over 4th of July. Make that your reading material. Pride in country. Pride in your flag. Pride in old glory. Not this. Not what they've done to June, a, a great month, right? This pride and perversion, this degeneracy, disgusting, revolting, right? That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, they're trying to it's the, uh, the four, it's the, it's the, um, it's what Mao Zedong did in taking down the, the Chinese, the, 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 the uh, cultural revolution. Because of the traditional nature of Lao Beijing in Chinese society and how important family is. They went against what they called the four olds, right? The old ways, the old norms, the old traditions. That's what they tried to do and destroy it. That's what, this, that's what turned this thing into Pride Month. I got an article up in, in, off, I think, uh, CNBC or Business Week, something that how the CEOs are starting to whine. Oh, my gosh, they've made it so toxic. We can't do our proud thing anymore. you damn right it's toxic because you've made it toxic. A bunch of perverts and degenerates. Right. Pride in country, pride in your flag, the American flag. Oh, glory. Not this other thing that the, the Biden, the radical Biden regime has dishonoring, you know, holding up there in the place of glory, the place of glory and power at the White House. And you saw Biden yesterday. I mean, he, who even knows what's going on with this guy? Got the weird face and the marks up, uh, you know, who, who's is is. Is uh, Jill, you know, got him up, uh, he's, she's putting him in a tight-fitting Lassie costume at night, making him eat out of a monogrammed dog dish? Is that what's going on in the White House with, uh, with Dr. Dr. Let me underline that. Dr. Jill Biden. What's going on with that group? Yeah, I'm not buying the thing that it's sleep apnea or whatever. It's too weird, right? She got, she, got a, she got a dog mask on that guy. What is going on over there? It's just the whole thing's hey, like I said, just check with Garrett Ziegler. He's going to be on tonight. You go to go to his website, go check it out right now. I think he's had three million people hit it in the last couple of days coming on the war room. As he says, it's a family of feral dogs. OK, so I don't know. I'm going to go to uh, Tara Dahl here in a second, but I want to play. So listen, because you people have been blowing up the phones.
202-225-3121. Because of you blowing up the phones to the House, uh, up there to the House of Representatives, the run around New York, the run around Fox, I mean, they're, they're, now it's all, it's all you know, we're, we're going to impeach this guy, we're going to impeach that guy, we're going to impeach this, we're going to start inquiries. That's all because you're blowing them up. They were just going to stumble through here and come back to, you know, take another 10 days off for, for, for Fourth of July. And then they're going to come back and they're going to spend a couple of weeks. And then they're going to go in August. They've already got their codels, the congressional delegations. They've already set their planes. They're going all over the world. So it's so important for that gang to really understand the world as it is today. That's very important. So they're going to go on your nickel all over the world. That's already booked. And they ain't, they're not going to unbook that. Okay. They... Uh, so you're blowing them up so they know they're going to leave on August 1st and not come back to mid-September. So the, the scam has already been up in Politico that the 30th of the end of the fiscal year is not going to be where appropriations are going to get done. You're going to see our another, um, you know, a, 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 another omnibus. And they're already talking about these articles. I've got them up on the journal every place else on how the debt's out of control now. Shazam. Who thought that? Wow. Is that true? Is that debt out of control? Man. I don't understand that. But now they're running around because they got to be, you know, the performative part didn't work. You were too smart for that. You know, Comer having a hearing every couple of weeks and sending Nancy Mace over and Bobert over and go, go into the Treasury Department and, you know, open the file and look at another SARS report. So we said, that's, that's crap. It's not cutting it. You know, and Jim Jordan's got three guys on the, on the staff of the, of the government uh, weaponization and they're not, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. It's the end of the first half of the year and show me what we got. Nothing's happening. So now they're going to run around because you've got the bayonet in the back. Okay, come on, move along, move along. You got to go quicker, pick up the pace. Let's go to a trot. We're going to get to a charge, but let's go to a trot. Let's quick step. So now they're doing all, now all of a sudden everything's a big reveal. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And he goes up there last night on hand. He says, you know, Janet Yellen, I'm going to go, I'm going to subpoena. We're going to get the SARS reports because if we sit on the show now for four weeks, why are you guys traipsing over to the Treasury and going in there and taking notes and then leaving? Why don't you subpoena them, force them to give you the documents so that you can have a staff and get in a conference room and put it all out there and have like 50 grandoons 24 hours a day. And every now and then you throw them some food or a cup of coffee and say, keep working. That's what you do. If you're serious, that's what Democrats do. Democrats know how to roll. This thing is the whiff and poof society. It's all the little bow ties and they're running around and it's all controlled opposition. It's just, it's just, they're just tapping it along. And now people are just tired of it. it's crap. And thank God the quiet part came out and now even President Trump sees it. He knows this to put in the shiv every day and they got to send the board member. Never in the history of this country ever has a member of a public, a board member of a publicly traded company has a fiduciary responsibility to shareholders has ever gone out and said that the president can't be dangerous, be dangerous if he won. If he wins, it's dangerous. He should be the, the, the shareholders should force him out today. But and I'm sure they're going to get shareholder lawsuits about this. And they should to have a guy like that up there. And he's picked he's picked by Murdoch specifically to be kind of his pilot fish to guide it. You saw you saw his crafting. He's thinking through yesterday, you know, how they do this, how they get the Keebler elves to be important. Nobody cares about the Keebler else. They're talking about, and this is why the Kennedy Town Hall resonated last night. He's actually talking about things, and I understand, Kennedy's not perfect, right? And he's not full MAGA. I never said he was. 
He's never said his voice. There's some issues he's, you know, he's, he's 180 out. I got that. But he is a populist. He makes the case last night about that. Now, he's too much still of government and still too much, I think, a little top down. But he's got strong populist inclinations, right? And you can see it by the way the Children's Health Defense is, the way he went after Fauci, the way he goes after Big Pharma, the way he goes after the administrative state. You don't think Trump and, and Kennedy would be a perfect uh, combination to take down the... Do you think that the administrative and deep state right now are sitting there thinking, hey, Kennedy, Trump, Kennedy combined? Oh, my God. You think they're rooting for that? You think they want that? That's what they want? You think that's what they want? Uh, trust me, they do not. Okay? And that in and of itself is important. There's a new thing happening in politics in this country, even more than the populist nationalist revolt that happened back in the 14 and 15 or started to build. And then President Trump manifested that with his campaign and what he stood for in his first term. Something even deeper is happening today. And you can see it. I can see it quite clearly of how this thing is evolving and developing day by day. And as it devolves, as it evolves and as it develops, the old politics becomes more and more, it becomes fainter and fainter and more and more irrelevant. And that's why nobody cares about the debates. Nobody cares. In the old days, remember, every candidate would go and the people would track them and they'd say something at a, at a town hall meeting and immediately be, nobody cares. Nobody cares because it's not important. In a busy schedule and a busy life and really thinking about the direction of your company, the countries, it doesn't mean anything. But, of course, they, they, the corporate media is always going to have them. Fox is going to churn these guys nonstop, right, trying to get some traction, trying to get some traction, trying to get some critical mass. CNN. Always going to, they're going to churn and churn. Chris Christie's up there pontificating last night. You know, they're going to keep, you know, Christie and Asa Hutchinson, all the odd point odds, they're going to be up there. They're going to be up there nonstop. Let me go ahead and play. Let's play Comer. He was on thing. I know it's a three minute clip. We only got a couple minutes. Let's play it. We're going to go to break and we'll come back. Let's at least get Comer because now all Comer, he's all fired up. He's an avenging angel all of a sudden. Let's go ahead and play it. D distract from the IRS. So they wouldn't have to pay taxes on it. And that's exactly what the IRS whistleblowers allege uh, in the transcribed interview with the Ways and Means Committee, that uh, the Biden family never paid money on any of these wires that came into these shell companies. Uh, Congressman, uh, I'm not worried about the wires. I'm not worried about the taxes. What I'm worried about is, you know, what's going on in our country. Right. Is some of the favors they got in cash uh, are they paying it back in some way? I fear that they are, uh, and that's what we're looking at. Uh, we have six specific policy decisions, four of which were made while Joe Biden was president uh, early on, that we can't come to any other conclusion as to why these decisions were made other than the fact that this president is compromised. This family's taken too much money from the Chinese Communist Party not to uh, completely join the majority of Americans in trying to oppose uh, the Chinese Communist Party's attempt to uh, take over certain industries in America. So we're going to continue to be transparent with the American people about what we found with respect to uh, potential wrongdoing by this administration through the fact that they're compromised. That's, that's what I'm worried about, that they're compromised and they're doing favors for other countries because the amount of money flowing in from other countries, one way or another, mm -hmm. and we've talked about it in many ways.
key is that there are six events, six policies that they now have been able to ascertain where they where they uh, worked for the Chinese Communist Party related to the transfer of this money. This is the big reveal and something we're going to drill down on. Short break. Tara Dahl joins us next. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, lead story on the Daily Mail. We're trying to get Dr. Swain on here. May not be able to. Mike Davis is going to join us this afternoon. Uh, headline, breaking news, Supreme Court outlaws race <laughs> as a factor in college admissions and major affirmative action ruling. Justice votes 6-3 to rule Harvard. <coughs> Excuse me. In North Carolina programs, unconstitutional. The big uh, picture there is SCOTUS college race bombshell. Big ruling today. Mike Davis is going to break it down for us. In the afternoon show, and uh, we're trying to get Dr. Carol Swain in here to, to break it down for us this morning, if we can do it. Uh, so the investigations are completely reactive. They don't have the staff. When the Democrats are in charge, they get massive staffs. They get all these uh, U.S. attorney, assistant U.S. attorneys. They get all these local prosecutors. They get the top guys from all these think tanks they got. They don't care how much money they spend. They have huge staffs because they're going after people. The Republicans get guys from their current staff and a couple other people, and that's it. Nothing's happening. 202-225-3121. Light them up and say, what is going on? We're tired of going on TV. We're tired of you guys going to tell you what you're going to do. Show us. Show us. Show us what you're doing. It's ridiculous. We're at the end of the first half of 2023. They've been there six months, plenty of time. They have not subpoenaed. That phone that's in the uh, uh, the Garrett Ziegler, the laptop from hell that they've had for years now. John Thomas talking about he called years ago and got Biden on the phone. They haven't subpoenaed that. They haven't. At SARS, they're talking about, oh, I'm going to go to Treasury. I'm going to get Janet Yellen. Well, why? Just do it. Why, why don't you do it on January 30th? Why, why don't you do it on the 29th of January? Why are you waiting to the 29th of June telling me what you're going to do? You've got Comer, You've got the power. And also, Comer, when you show up on, on, on a Ducey show this morning, the guy's lighting you up. When he asks you a question, you talked about six things. What are they? 
What, what's a crime? What are they? Your staff has to have you ready. You can't sit there, ba-dee, 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 ba-dee. Boom, 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 boom. Here's what it is. Here's the date. Boom. January 15th. They took money. Here's a wire transfer. His staff's got to get him up to speed. Don't think because you're going in Fox, it's going to be a friendly interview. They're part of the problem. Hannity may throw you a softball, but you go in this morning, Deucey just asks you, okay, where's the crime? Tell me what you got. You got to go, well, that's where we're going to go figure it. No, no, no. If you're going to make these allegations, boom, it was on this date, the money transferred, this is the policy they did, boom, this is how CCP did, boom, this is what they did, boom, this is what they did. It's simple. Take your number two pencil out and write it down. Hey, how about this? Get a staff. Hire some outside people. Let's see some of these great people in town that know this stuff backwards and forwards. Why are they not on your staffs? The reason is you're not serious. It's all performative. You want to tap dance around? And finally, when we start blowing people up, the donors up there the other day, I heard, were telling McCarthy, hey, you got to tamp down this firestorm. Throw them, you know, get, get out there, get in front of them, start talking, we're going to start impeaching people. Yeah, we don't even know. The Hill's got an article. Who are they going to impeach? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a free fire zone. They're going to impeach Mayorkas. They're going to impeach Garland. They're going to impeach Biden. What are they going to do? I want to bring in another one as important because this is another angle. Wall Street Journal yesterday had the lead story, had the big story up there on Sequoia Capital. We've been on this now for years. We really rubbed it up a couple of months ago. And this is why McCarthy's out to give Mike Turner some backing yesterday in Ohio. Because he understands we're coming for Turner because Turner shut it down at his request to Sequoia. Tara Dahl, you were uh, deputy chief of staff over at the National Security Council. When you read a story like that and Kurt Campbell... And Kurt Campbell is the man on the National Security staff in charge of what we call the China desk or the all of the Asia desk. When the story starts in the Wall Street Journal that he's going to the head of the company that's in D.C., David Vieira for Sequoia, and telling him, hey, you got a problem. This is too obvious what you're doing. You're going to have to tone it down or restructure. Would that be unheard of in the Trump administration to have a national security person like yourself go meet with a company because it's so obvious you're funding the Chinese military? Is that a normal course of business of what you guys do at the NSC, ma'am? Yeah, no, Steve, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. And absolutely not. I think that's where you're seeing this two-tier justice system, where if that happened, if a Trump administration official did that, can you imagine they would hold House hearings, they would hold Senate hearings, they would have a special counsel. All the media would be on it. And I think it's very interesting in this Wall Street Journal article where they put this in about Kurt Campbell, because we have to look at Kurt Campbell. So Kurt Campbell worked for the Asia Group prior to coming on to be Biden's senior advisor over the Asia uh, Indo uh, Indo Affairs, right? He's the senior advisor to President Biden. Well, where was he before that? He was at the Asia Group. Prior to the Asia Group, he was assistant secretary under Hillary Clinton at the State Department. And he has a pattern, a decade of a pattern. There is a great investigative report done by the Project Project of Government Oversight that really looks into um, Kurt Campbell's decades in government and how he's really used his government positions to enrich himself. For a perfect example, when he was assistant secretary under President, under Secretary Clinton, he was the he went to Asia. He went to Burma with President Obama, November 2012. On that trip, he lifted sanctions on Burma. Four months after he did that trip, he 
then worked for the Asia Group and started a $200 million contracting project to increase the airport ah. in Burma. So he had this decades-long pattern of yep. enriching himself and his clients while he's using his government position. So I think a really key part in this is Kurt Campbell and what he did. And, you, and what was the context when he did meet with this top executive? Where did they meet? Was it at a restaurant? Where was hey, it? Uh- yeah, uh, Tara, hang on for one second. I'm going to hold you. I got Peter Navarro coming up, too. We're going to drill down more on this. Kurt Campbell is a player, and I mean a major player, of the entire apparatus, right? He, he's, as you call this, the third term of Obama. He's one of those guys that makes it happen because he was at state. But even before state, this guy's been all over, been, been in Iraq, the whole disaster in, in, the, in the Middle East. And now he's got the China watch, right? Although he's not an old China hand. But to send a member of a senior member, the guy in charge of China policy, of the policy that's supposed to confront and take down the CCP, to take them to the venture capital firm and warn them this is getting too obvious. This is too in people's faces. You're going to have to tone this down, maybe break up the company, maybe do something. But you've got to. What we have here is not just the crimes of treason. Not just the crimes of treason, it's also the cover-up. It's a two-pronged attack here in the world. Short commercial break, we've got Dr. Peter Navarro, Tara Dahl, Reggie Littlejohn. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, And those you care about, please go to WarRoomHealth.com. That's WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 